Well, good evening and Merry Christmas to you. It is good to be with you tonight. I'm going to speak very briefly tonight about the themes that we have covered through the season of Advent. I want to pull them together and put them in sort of one package that we could put at the front of our mind as we turn tonight to some singing of carols and some worship and we read the Christmas story. On our first Sunday of Advent, we talked about the theme of hope and we looked at a passage from Isaiah and we talked about the hope that was rising, that was building in the nation of Israel, the people of God, as they approached the first century and they were anticipating the arrival of the Messiah. They were hoping, of course, for a national resurgence, a Messiah who would free Israel from its oppressors, that a Messiah that would put them back on the national stage and bring glory back to their nation. But more importantly, they were hoping for a Messiah who would bring back the relationship that they have with their God. We've talked before, and we talked that week, about how God had not yet returned to his people after they had returned from exile in Babylon. And the hope was that when the Messiah came, that relationship would be restored, God would return to his people. We know, of course, as the Messiah does come, the political aspirations will not be met. We understand that the hope that we now have as Christians is a hope in the new earth, in the new heaven, in the time when Jesus will return and all will be made right. And for us, that hope allows us to live differently. Knowing that things will ultimately be put right allows us to endure, allows us to run into struggle, allows us to go through pain, knowing that in the end it will all be made right. If everything falls apart in this life, if in fact we lose our life, that's not the end. And that hope and that promise that is brought up through the Messiah is the thing that we cling to as Christians, it is the thing that motivates and grounds our faithful action. And it was precisely that faith and faithful action that we looked at in our second week. We looked at an instruction from Peter in which he tells his churches that in the time between Jesus leaving, ascending and going to the right hand of the Father and the time when he will return at the second coming to bring in the new heaven and new earth, there are ways that we ought to act. We ought to love one another. We ought to be kind. We ought to be charitable. We ought to proclaim the truth of the Messiah. And it is in acting faithfully, he says, that we hasten the day of Christ's return. In other words, in manifesting the kingdom of God, in proclaiming in word and deed, in doing the things that we are called to do to bring about the rule of God here and now, we make it possible for that day to come sooner. And so it is the hope of that day that prompts and compels our faithful action, which allows us to partner with Jesus in the bringing about of that ultimate hope. And in our third week, we looked at the theme of joy and we somewhat ironically took the book of Ecclesiastes, which is usually known as the most unhappy book in the text to teach us about joy. We saw how the writer of Ecclesiastes over and over comments about the ways in which he has spent his time, his toil is the term he uses, the things that he has dedicated his life to accumulate wealth and power and honor and fame. These things he says are all but vapor. And he calls our attention to the fact that the things that we care most about so often in our lives ultimately are meaningless. They are not the things that can bring us true joy. They, yes, they may bring us happiness for a moment, but happiness is an individual, momentary, temporary emotion. And as soon as we accumulate the one thing we think is going to make us happy, it wears off and we're left seeking the next thing. And the author of Ecclesiastes draws our attention to the fact that there is on offer joy. There is 
to be had in this life, a joyful existence which doesn't need, which doesn't crave the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. This joy, he tells us, is found in community. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, he says. It is in living with one another and with God. It is in that communal existence that we find the experience of joy. And joy is the state of mind or being that is content, that is truly happy and can be joyful in the midst of sorrow. Because even in the midst of sorrow, when we join as family, when we join as people of God, when we love each other, when we take care of each other, we find goodness and there can coexist these moments of sorrow along with joy. And we recognize that even in the low points in life, there is still goodness and that is joy. This past Sunday, we talked about peace and we talked about how the biblical picture of peace is a right relationship with each other and with God. And that when we move into that relationship with God and with each other, we find true fulfillment. And of course, that is a piece of the joy which we've just talked about. But it is in living in right relationship with each other and with God that we find settled peace. We find meaning to our life. No rule book or program will get us there. We live in a world where there are many who will tell us that they know how to get there. If we just buy their program or follow their 10 steps, we will ultimately find peace. But we also talked about how the set of rules, the, the law that God gave his people, that God himself gave to humanity, ultimately were not sufficient to bring his people into a state of peace. It is in the end, a gift that God gives us. And as Christians, those who believe that this baby boy Jesus is the Messiah, as we celebrate his birth tonight, we realize and recognize that he is the one who embodies all of these things. He is not only the one who came and lived a true life of hope, but he is our hope. He is not only the one in whom we put our faith, but it is through his faithful action that we are saved, redeemed, and brought back into this relationship. He is not only the one who lived a life of peace, but it is in him, through him, and by him, by his spirit, that we are given and we find peace ourselves. When we understand that joy is a communal experience, we understand that he is joy. And we understand that joy exists in community. We recognize that Jesus as the second person of the Trinity has existed eternally in community with the Father and the Holy Spirit. That he has come manifest, incarnate in Jesus to invite us into that community, to empower us to live into that relationship with him and with each other. And he brings us that joy. So he is not only our example of joy, but he is the essence of joy. This ultimately is the meaning of Christmas. Not just that this child will save us from our sins, but also that he will bring as a gift, faith, hope, joy, and peace. For the last couple of weeks, we have looked at the moment when the angels come to tell the shepherds that the Messiah has been born. But what happens when the angels leave? What do the shepherds do? We're told that they are excited, that they are eager, that with haste, they run to see the things that they have been told about. When they arrive, they tell everyone what they had been told and what they had seen. They are overflowing with excitement. And we're told as they return, as they go back to their fields, that they do so as they talk and they walk with amazement. As we read our story this evening, as we sing our songs, as we gather and we eat and we drink and we are merry and celebrate, and as we lay down tonight and then rise tomorrow to celebrate together the birth of our savior. If you have never before understood that this is the gift that this child brings, may you rest and accept his goodness. If you have known these truths for some time now, may you reflect on the many things that you have been given, 
May you recognize all the ways you have been truly blessed. May you, as the shepherds did, drop whatever it is you're doing and come meet this child. May you be amazed and filled with hope. May your faith be strengthened. May you find joy and may you receive the gift of peace. Merry Christmas.